You're listening to the premier home of motorsports for nearly two decades. The Race Central Radio Show. Drive. Start. Back on ESPN Radio 1600. Buggity, buggity, buggity. Let's go racing drivers. It's going to be close right here at the line. He's got the inside. They touch once, twice. Oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be tight right here. Now, here is your host, one of the most respected motorsports voices in America, Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. Now, for one of the afternoon, it is the uh, second hour of power. The, well, it's a two-hour show. It's Race Central on the radio. It's Friday afternoon. It's The Drive from 3 to 5 right here on the Blowtorch. For Motorsports, uh, great to catch up with uh, longtime friend Ralph Shaheen from Speedsport. Yes, I will be joining uh, the Speedsport team from the epicenter of, uh, well, dirt track racing for at least the World of Outlaws anyway at the uh, Knoxville Nationals. It will be Speedsport Live from the Knoxville Nationals presented by My Race Pass. And you can follow us at uh, speedsport.com for all the good stuff. If you're a regular, you know that I absolutely love Trans Am racing. Some of the Trans Am heroes and stars from the past were my mentors when I started my journey in motorsports a long, long time ago. And our next guest, uh, the last time I saw Rafa Matos, we were sitting in the, I think it was the Hilton Hotel or the Hyatt Suites or whatever the hell it was, uh, a few years ago. At uh, at Coda in Austin, and uh, this guy's really taken a liking to Trans Am and Rafa. It's great to have you on the program. I, I wish we'd caught up sooner, but uh, great to have you on the show, my man. Thank you, thank you, Kurt. Nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, a pleasure uh, talking with you. Yeah, how are you? Uh, I'm doing really good. Hey, what was that like? Three, four years ago, we I think we had hamburgers at the hotel or something with uh, Joe Stevens. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Maybe three years ago, yeah. yeah. Oh, time flies, doesn't it? It does. It does fly, man. It's been a little little crazy out there, hasn't it, for the last couple of years? It's, it's been ups and downs, I would say, Kurt. I mean, we've, we've won a lot of races in the last, I would say, four years, right? So I won a total of 18 races, two championships. So the last four years, we won two championships. So that's a... a Pretty good record, I think. It, it tells me that you know the, the the Peterson Racing Team is doing a, a really good job on giving me a good car, and 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 you know I just have to finish the job. <laughs> well, you're obviously doing that. We're talking to Rafa Matos. Uh, I remember when I was a Champ Car announcer, you were winning the uh, the Champ Car Atlantic Championship. I remember one of the races I announced in Houston that you just kind of set sail and drove off into the sunset, but that that seems so long ago, but it really hasn't been that long. Yeah, exactly. I think about that all the time because I have the trophies sitting here <laughs> in my house. And yeah. I have all the, 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 the race DVDs at the time they would give us the, the, the DVDs at the end of the year. So, And I had great memories, man. I, that specific race, Houston, that was a, a really good one. Uh, good weekend for us, that one. Yeah, they, know, I had a yeah. You know, I, I remember because they, they, they shaved the racetrack from the year before because it was t- so bumpy. I called it the racetrack yeah. with psoriasis because they had all those big white shaving marks, which the promoters didn't yeah. like very much, but I don't care. I'm kind of unplugged. Hey, being, being yeah. um, uh, you live in, in, in Miami, don't you? I live in Boca Raton, Boca, just, yeah. uh, north, north, north of Miami, like 30 oh, minutes from Miami. Excuse yeah. me, even bougier and shinier. You ever, does TK ever come by or Helio? You, I know you guys are friends, but do they ever come over, you guys crack a beer and you know, kind of share some stories? 
not here so much. When I used to live uh, in Miami, I live on the on the Brickell area, right next to uh, Key Biscayne. I used to ride with everybody, with Christian, Filipaldi, Tony Canaan, Vitor Meira at the time, you know. It seems like there is a lot of uh, drivers that live in that area. Bruno Junqueira oh, is yeah. a good friend of mine. Cristiano D'Amato is a very good friend of mine. Um, so, yeah, I used to hang out with these guys quite a lot. Cristiano and Bruno in particular, they're from the same hometown as I am, Belo Horizonte in Brazil, right? So we, we kind of grew up together, I would say. And um, as a matter of fact, my father, my first ever go-kart, he bought from from Bruno's father's shop. He had a go kart shop, a big shop, and that's how everything started. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, Bruno and I used to always have laughs when you guys would come here for uh, the Denver Grand Prix, and uh, yeah, because Bruno was kind of under the Centrix umbrella with a few of the fellows, and and uh, that, that's funny. You guys are from the same. I guess the apples yeah. don't fall far from the trees in Bella Horizonte. <laughs> something like that I yeah so. <laughs> so i mean terrific career in in atlantics some champ car stuff uh some indie light stuff but uh this sedan thing seems to have fallen right into your wheelhouse uh, kurt i love trans am and the first time i drove the car was at sebring i was invited by doug peterson he already had the team and he was looking for a driver and i felt in love with the car it's exactly what i was looking for it's a, a, a very raw car. It's, a, it's a, a gearbox that you really have to be precise and, and shift the car, right? The brake, there's no ABS, there's no driver's assistance. And this series, let me tell you, it just took off, you know, from the time I started racing there back in 17. So it's been five years, and we average 40, 45 cars every race, you know. There's no other series in the planet that can match that. I mean, it's so, it's so competitive. Every given weekend, we have 10 to 15 drivers that are in, in, in position to win races and, and fight for podium finish. So it's becoming very difficult to win a race there. Every year, it becomes more difficult, quite, quite honestly. But I'm, I have a blast. I have a blast. I have a really good team, very good sponsors, three-dimensional service group. You know, has been supporting our team for so many years, and and, the, and my guys, they're the best in the paddock. They, they do a really good job. Yeah, I always used to te- uh, tease, uh, actually, how we re-met was uh, through Steve Sharp, Sharpie, as I call him, uh, who's now living right. in, in Italy. But, uh, cool. uh, you know, it's I used to always tease him. Now, I, I've always got my, like any good driver, I always carry my shoes, my suit, and my helmet, no matter where I go, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's it. I've been a Trans Am fan for a long, long time, and uh, John Claggett has always done a good job with the infusion of direction and capital from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, the Pirelli team. It's, uh, yep. it's, it's really meant a lot. But, you know, let's, let me just throw a curveball out there. Uh, I'm Roger Penske. I call on the phone and I say, New Garden uh, did not get cleared uh, for Indy. Are you ready to go? I am. <laughs> I drove. I drove for his son, so it's uh, it's uh, it's just a Penske. <laughs> oh, you drove for Jay. I drove for Jay. Yeah, for two years in Indy cars. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. That, what was the name of that team? I, it's on the tip of my tongue. It, it was Luxo Dragon. It was uh, Jay Penske and and Steve Luxo. Uh, Steve Luxo is from California, and later on the second year, Jude DeFerran came on board, and uh, they named the team. Uh, the fair and dragon. Yeah, it's just it's just like a Brazilian party over there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason the, the reason I ended up with Jay 
uh, Jay and Jill are very good friends. And when I won the Indy Lights Championship for, for Mike Andretti, mm-hmm. um, I, Andretti didn't have a car for me. You know, they, they had all the drivers, you know, they were all set. So, so um, Jill introduced me to Jay, and, and Thomas Schechter was, uh, was leading the team. So there was a spot there for me. So that's, that's how everything worked. God, yeah. yeah. I mean, so the 2017 win uh, Atlantics. I still have my Atlantic car, by the way. I love it. Uh, no, Atlantics. Uh, 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 I won a uh, 2007. Yeah, 2007 Atlantics and 2008 Indy Lights. Did you think that your career was set for Indy cars? Is that really like okay? I've won everything. Let's go Indy car racing, and it just didn't kind of work out. Not really, because I was. I was part of the letter, um, the Mazda letter system for, program for for seven years, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was running prototypes, LMP2. I won Daytona in the GT3 with them, also in the factory team. And at the time, I was part. I was running Atlantics, and I, my focus was to get the champ car. Use the use the two million dollars. I was the last Atlantic champion, right? So I got the. I got, I never got the two million dollars, unfortunately, <laughs> because champ car folded. Yes, <laughs> if you don't remember. I champ remember well. Yeah, so that to me that was very difficult time because, you know, I had uh, an offer from from Michael to drive for him, mm. and and, and pay, he was paying me a big, big good salary and everything. Something that doesn't happen in Indy Lights very often, right? No, so, no. And in the other hand, I was I was also trying to receive that 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 sponsorship, the prize money from the Atlantic Championship, but fortunately, it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> So I was more. I would answer your question. I was, I was more inclined to to go to champ cars, I, but the the Indy car thing it just happened naturally after after I won the the Indy Lights Championship. Yeah, what uh, we got about one minute left, but uh, we're talking to Rafa Matos right here. Uh, your, uh, yeah, what can I say? Your he was uh, second in the championship in Trans Am two in in twenty twenty. Wins the championship in twenty twenty one. You know what? Wow. So you got to, you, just around the corner. I think you guys are. Go, you're going to Nashville, aren't you? Holy cow! <laughs> I won in eighteen, also. So we won twice. Uh, I mean, it's, I, I'm old. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but so Nashville, and I, I remember having Mike Skeen on last year before, just for Nashville. That place it was wicked, crazy fast, tight, goofy. But you guys go back there in what, like a week or two? Uh, and so, talk to me about Nashville real quick. We got about twenty seconds. I'm very excited about Nashville. The track's amazingly, amazingly technical. The fans are awesome. The city is a party city. So it's thanks, thanks to Big Machine Vodka and Scott Porchetta for, you know, giving us this good opportunity. And I'm looking to, to get a win there. Yeah, well, and I, I heard they opened up, like, you over the bridge, that left-hander was too tight last year, so I heard they've opened all that up, so you can do a little bit of argy-bargy. But, uh, Rafa, it's great to catch up with you. Continue success. Do it. Go win another championship. We'll get you on after that. Unfortunately, I won't be uh, in Nashville because I got a little gig going on at the World Outlaws uh, Knoxville Nationals, but I wish you great success, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here with you, Kurt, and I'm looking forward to seeing you sometime soon. Yeah. Go fast. All right, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, Rafa Matos right there uh, in, a, in a hunt for another championship. Man, good stuff. Uh, Rafa's a, a terrific guy, and as you could hear, I mean, he really did. He was loaded for bear. Uh, yeah, and too bad Champ Car folded because that $2 million, he would have been an Andretti car. And the rest, as we like to say, is history. But as Paul Harvey would say, 
So now you know. It's Ray Central and RayCentralMedia.com. We'll be back after this. drive get the car off the trailer now back to one of the most respected voices in motorsports your host kurt hansen that's about uh, 17 minutes after the hour so great to catch up with a young man that really really was on an incredible fast track and uh, you know the old joke in racing is you pay your money you take your chance as well sadly enough rafa was getting paid a lot of money he won the atlantic championship he uh, won indy lights uh with uh, michael andretti with andretti autosport and when he won that atlantic championship we were supposed to get the two million dollars to move on to indycar well when champ car folded he didn't get paid and it's really sad because this guy I mean, look at all the phenomenal Brazilian drivers that have, you know, gone on to tremendous success in, in Indy cars and Formula One and so on and so forth. Um, he got caught out by an economical situation or economic situation. I'll catch up. And, uh, you know, yes, he's won Trans Am two championships, but probably would have loved to have kissed the bricks at Indy, to say the least. Uh, we welcome back in our good friend, a photo Joe Sar, who was gracious enough to... Uh, uh, as Irv Joe would say, to go to the bench for a minute as we got uh, Ralph Shaheen on uh, with Speed Sport. And Ralph, you know, basically made the announcement for me. So, Joe, I will make the announcement for you. Uh, I will be joining the Speed Sport team in a, a lot of different ways. Uh, first out of the box will be the, um, well, the Knoxville Nationals, the epicenter of uh, dirt track racing for uh, Speed Sport Live from the Knoxville Nationals presented by My Race Pass. And then uh, following that up with uh, heading off to Crandon for the, uh, you know, trophy truck and super truck short course uh, epicenter of uh, short course truck racing. So, it's going to be a very hectic August and September for me. Do you want to host a radio show? <laughs> Sydney would have a lot of work to do to keep me keep me good. You did when I when I was going through my surgery. You did a great job, dude. But it is a lot more work than it than it appears, doesn't it? It is. Um, you know, just just a lot of stuff, a lot of details that you have to take <laughs> care of, and people talking in your ear while you're trying to talk to other people. Uh, um, it is it is quite a project. It's not not as easy as a lot of people think. Yeah, I, 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 Robert Perlica found that out too, and I, I love you both. But he was like, "Man, that's a lot of work." Uh, but I, I, I so much appreciate you guys stepping in uh, when things were a little sideways. So I appreciate that. But I, that's a serious. I mean, that's how much I think of you. If you would like to jump in for a show or two, I'd love to have you. But I know you got a lot of stuff going on, so I, I say that kind of tongue in cheek because I kind of know what you're already going to say. Well, we can talk about it off the air, perhaps. <laughs> the pay is, is tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, we can multiply it by, uh, by any number you want, right? That's right. Yeah, it's just a number in a box. Uh, so to, to jump back uh, on our topics, so here I read something, and I also backed it up with a conversation, actually with Ralph. Um, Ross Chastain, and, 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 and Ralph has said this, Lee Spencer has said this, Pocris has said this all in the show. The best story this year has been uh, Ross Chastain. But as that has morphed, it has also become the best story this year for not a lot of positive stuff. And the feeling is kind of getting now that, that Ross has ruffled so many feathers that quote unquote, but I'm not going to name the quoteur, uh, he's ruffled too many fellow, f- feathers, and the fellows will be sure he doesn't win a championship. Do you buy that? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that uh, I agree he's ruffled a lot of feathers, but I don't think we're going to see a Kansas uh, 
Logano thing at Martinsville again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I but I think that uh, let's paint paint Ross Chastain's car black and put a number three on it and tell me that there's any difference. Boom. I don't believe so. I think that uh, <clears throat> some of the older veteran drivers, uh, Denny Hamlin, perhaps uh, feel like he should read the press clippings and uh, just pull over and get out of the way. Um, Ross Chastain says, I'm here. Uh, let, let's go back to Daryl Waltrip and the, the Petty feud, Bobby Allison and Petty feud. Yeah, boy. Um, the new guys on the block, uh, they want to earn their respect also. And uh, uh, if they touch one of the established stars, uh, you know, of course, the established star. I mean, pick a racetrack, any racetrack in the country, short track, local track, anything else. A new guy comes in, tags an old guy, older veteran, and turns him around or, or puts a wheel mark on the side of the car and goes on to victory, you're going to have a complaint. And I think that's exactly what Ross Chastain has done. He's come in and he's looking for his place in the, looking for his place in the sport. And uh, I think the, that we're going to see that. And I think that Ross Chastain is going to be one of the top drivers in the future. Yeah, I I, I said before the season has started, uh, look out for Ross Chastain and Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick should have won twice this year. Uh, he got turned around. I believe it was Chase Briscoe that turned around uh, at Bristol on the dirt track. Um, you know, this this guy's a super talent. It's it's kind of an interesting point we are at now in the world of NASCAR. First of all, I love the Chicago street race idea. I love I love what they're doing because they're 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 breaking the mold and they're stepping outside the box. I, I don't know if you listen to the first part of the show, but I kind of went into a, a little bit of a tirade about, you know, uh, track promoters and track owners getting kind of stuck in their, uh, just stuck in the mud and they're not, they're not, doing what they think they should be doing uh, or they think they're doing the right thing, but they're really not. And without fresh audience and fresh people coming to your track and stepping outside the box, you never know what you, you're like a box of chocolates is, is a, a movie once said, you got to find out what's out there and you got to get aggressive. Um, All right. Let me put the black hat on here. Oh, uh, here we go. I love you. I got you off your box. What's up, buddy? You talk about the Chicago street race. Yeah. You, uh, you're saying what a great idea that is. You know, we've got we've had two racetracks in the Chicago area, one of which was a short-lived thing that they actually tore down. We've got another one sitting there that's sitting there doing nothing. It's idling, and we're going to go out. And we're always concerned about driver safety. We're going to go out and build a course, uh, a street course race in Chicago. Now, you can't tell me that uh, when you when you build a street course race that you're going to have all the safety stuff in place like you do on an oval track or the, the Chicagoland Speedway that's out there now. The the soft walls, the uh, you the 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 racing surface itself. You've got manhole covers. You've got uh, you've got gutters that you've got to fill up. You've got to change a lot of things on the street. You've got to shut down all the businesses along the course. The postal service has to make sure that the mailboxes are either removed or that people are not putting mail in them. You know that would, from my experience. Um, <laughs> hey Joe, you know, can I, I'm going to jump in right here. You're feeling a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Anyway, keep going. Well, you know, and I just, I just think that, uh, that y- you know, you're upsetting a lot of businesses when you've got a perfectly good racetrack right there. You've got a lot of problems in Chicago as it is. Um, you know, I mean, heaven help you if you upset some of the gang members. Um, <laughs> is, is this going to be, are we going to have the same type of situation like when we race in Mexico City where we have to have the, the National Guard escort the teams in place to make sure they don't get hijacked? Um, you know, I might be exaggerating on how bad things are in Chicago, but still, we've got a racetrack in Chicago. Why don't we try running it on the on the racetrack where we've got all the safety features in place for the for the driver's safety? Um, you know, I understand what you're talking about. You know, track promoters trying to do things out of the box, make things more interesting for the fans coming to the track. But the core 
the core product that you've got is a race. Okay. Are you done, Mr. Starr? Um, I, I can get on the soapbox and probably go for a long time. <laughs> I've got I, a lot of things to talk about. I need you to come in and host my show for a couple of weeks. So let me retort. <clears throat> I'm glad you're feeling better, by the way. The meds have mm. obviously kicked in. So let me answer. Mm. They race Indy cars and Formula One cars on street circuits. All the safer uh-huh. barriers will be there. They also have water-filled barriers. Why they're not going back to those other places you mentioned is because other places didn't draw people. If you harken back to Nashville last year with IndyCar and Trans Am, the crowd was massive. Uh, The city was overrun. Um, By the way, I just saw a number. The Formula One race in Miami street circuit brought $400 million to the economy of Miami. People will come to see new things. Sometimes okay. old things get old. You started it. Um, okay, we've got uh, <laughs> we've got Formula One coming to Las Vegas for three years, starting uh, at uh, what is it? The uh, week before Sydney, Thanksgiving. Joe, and... Joe feels Sydney. Joe feels better. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Keep going. We've got the Formula One coming to to, to Las Vegas on the Strip for the twenty twenty three, twenty four, and twenty five. Um, I'm not sure, really sure. I mean, okay, we're going to get a lot of people in, in Las Vegas to do this, but the casinos are going to be kind of – somehow they're going to figure out a way. Those casinos will never be closed. No, no. No matter what. They're going to make they have you to go through them. They're going to make sure you're there. Yeah, they're going to make you go through them to oh. get to the, ven- to the venues. Trust me when I tell you. Right, and okay, we're going to do that. I mean, Las Vegas is a destination for all kinds of people from all over the world, and they're all there to spend money, which is Las Vegas will do anything to get you in town because they know they're going to get part of your money before you get out of there. Copy. I mean, I put a quarter in a slot machine one time, 175 cents, so I'm, I'm out of there as a winner. Yeah, good for you. Hotel costs $150, but, you know, I, <laughs> I'm a winner at the tables, right? Okay, keep going. So, I mean, you know, we do have new things going on and, you know, places that don't have racetracks, they want to try and run a street race, uh, Denver. We had four IndyCar races on the streets here in Denver. Um, when we had the state capital as the background for the uh, start-finish line, I thought that was a tremendous look for, for Colorado. When we moved it later on to the Auraria campus, um, they felt like that I was too busy to, to get credentials for that one. So I really didn't see that one too much. But, again, we didn't have to shut down as many things to run around the Auraria campus and the, that part of Denver than we did the downtown Denver. Again, I was well aware of the, the post office boxes, uh, mailboxes and stuff having to be shut down, and the businesses in Denver that were being compensated for uh, not being able to have their stores open during the, the what do we call it, the Denver Grand Prix or the Mile High Grand well, Prix? Well, it was a Denver Grand Prix, and yeah, it didn't, it didn't work well downtown, just first of all, because uh, it was too bumpy and elevation changes and just, yeah, a lot of, uh, well, a lot of street people and, uh, yeah, the businesses. It actually was becoming very profitable at, uh, at Auraria around the Pepsi Center. I know because I announced on the last ones here, and I worked for the promoter. So they were getting to be very profitable. I think... It's you're you're right in a sense that we have to wait and see. But I like the idea that they're trying at least something new. And uh, I mean, obviously, the clash worked really, 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 really well. And uh, I just I like to see innovation and we'll have to see what happens. But I'm I'm glad you're feeling better. (laughs) I think, Joe, you should run. I don't know what the next administration is going to look like, but I think you should run for local postmaster or something. Well, postmaster is not a, an elected position. It's uh, 
uh, believe me, I know what it takes to be the assistant postmaster general or the, the regional vice president, which is what they call them now. And that, uh, um, I left. I, I wasn't willing to leave Denver. Yeah, no. Well, and you do a great job with BigWestRacing.com. You do a great job with the photos by Joe, uh, Joe Star. Um, I I love the fact I got you a little little uh, little tickled up there. I like that. Well, we haven't even started in about the disqualifications from the last race. Uh, you know, we could go for another forty five minutes on that. Well, do you want to hang around for another segment? Well, we can. Okay, take your medication during the break and take a big deep breath. Uh, have Marianne give you a neck rub, and uh, we'll come back with more uh, Photo Joe Star Unplugged right here on the Premier Home, brought to you by Coyote Motorsports, CoyoteMotorsports.com, Colpar Hobbies. It's Fred's place, Colpar.com, also Dream Cars, DreamCars.com. And be sure and be at the Race Central Not Your Average Car Show, Car Shows Saturday, August 6th, in the Total Beverage parking lot in Westminster. We'll be shooting TV for it, and uh, it's going to be a hell of a bash. Lots of vendors, lots of free stuff. Yes, I did say free stuff. Did I mention free stuff? Saturday, August 6th, Total Beverage, Westminster parking lot, the Race Central, not your average car show, car show. Come and be on national TV, and Joe, you should bring the little red truck. I'm going to let you go take a, 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 a pill or something, and we'll have more Photo Joe Star after this. About 34 minutes after the hour, it is the, well, the final half hour, the fastest two hours of motorsports uh, talk you're ever going to, well, it's the best you're ever going to hear. It's a race central to drive every Friday from 3 to 5. The podcast will be up at uh, denverfan.com shortly after the program. And watch Race Central TV anywhere you can hear my voice in America. Check your local programmers for times and stations or easy well, the easiest way to find us is racecentralmedia.com. And go there and sign up for the newsletter because that's where you get to find out about all the really cool stuff that we've got coming up. And, uh, you know, for the Knoxville Nationals, uh, go to speedsport.com. And yours truly will be on the stream. I'll be doing uh, three days of streaming television for Speedsport. And then we'll back it up uh, early in September. For the uh, Crandon uh, Nationals, which is, will be the epicenter of short track truck racing. Uh, Photo Joe Starr is joining us from the program. Uh, we're getting all kinds of weather alerts in here, Joe. Are you, any tornadoes or hurricanes in your neck of the woods? No, I think everything is uh, clear. I guess there is a tornado warning, according to the paper, out until 445 for another 15 minutes or something out out east but uh yeah well, we're getting all these uh alerts going on here and warning sounds and fire fire bells and whistles and so you know this could be my last radio show ever well it uh it looks like i'm looking at the radar right now and it looks like some of them are building and stuff and uh it's going to be a wave type thing where they where they come in and go out and we'll just you know just be careful and uh take care of ourselves yeah at least we don't have earthquakes <laughs> Well, you weren't here when those when the earthquakes were taking place here in Denver. Were you? Really? No, because, I mean, I, I come from Northern California. I mean, we had that little thing called Loma Prieta, which basically almost knocked down Northern California and Southern California. But I was last I the World heard, Series game when it happened. I, yeah, and I was in my office on the phone with two of my best friends who were at the game, and all of a sudden I heard my friend Robert go, oh, my God. And then I went, oh, my God, and I looked out in the street in front of my dealership, and the, the street looked like, uh, you know, the surfing contest in Newport Beach. And all the cars were, you know, like rolling up and down because liquefaction. I can't spell it, but I can say it. And the cars on my lot were banging into each other 
because they're, you know, about a half foot apart, and they were banging into each other, and our aluminum awning uh, over a bunch of those cars, uh, said cars fell down. So that was a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, the, so here's just a little, yeah, I just double-checked this. The first Miami Grand Prix brought in uh, $350 million to the city of Miami. I think yeah, the Chicago thing will definitely bring in a lot of money. We'll just have to see how that plays out. So having said that, because uh, this is Joe, Photo Joe Star Unplugged, first time, only time. What about the disqualifications? Fill me in. Well, Hamlin uh, finished first, and uh, and uh, Rowdy Bush finished second, and both of them were disqualified. Both of them Joe T- Joe Gibbs cars, and they were found. What was it? A piece of tape covering uh, something, one of the vents, I believe it was. And NASCAR disqualified the first time they've disqualified somebody since the '60s, I believe. In third place, uh, uh, Chase Elliott was declared the winner. And later this week, I believe the 34 car of uh, Mike- Michael McDowell was. Uh, huge fine and uh, penalty points and things for things he was doing. Is NASCAR st- stepping up and trying to tell these people that you will not mess with the car of tomorrow and, uh, and, and trying to make, set an example here and, uh, and send a message to, the, to everybody that's involved? Probably. I mean, boy, don't say car tomorrow because that thing was a real POS. But, uh, uh, yeah, nobody liked that car. The car uh, of today, then COT. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> car tomorrow was junk. Anyway, um, yeah, actually, and there's one on display down at uh, uh, Unser Karting, uh, formerly Unser Karting, now Podium Karting, that uh, uh, our mutual good friend uh, from Roadrunner Fabrication. Uh, Kelly Bowen. Yeah, Kelly Bowen, thank you very much. Dirt track uh, late model driver extraordinaire. Uh, his car tomorrow, Furniture Row car, is on display down there. Anyway, uh, um, just want to give them a plug and say thank, thanks to Kelly. Yep. Yes. To, to answer all your questions, yes. So have the wheel problems gone away or people just said, well, let's not screw with it? Well, I think that I think the wheel problem is still there. I think people are getting better at it, perhaps. Yeah, uh, good point. <laughs> um, but the, the issues, I mean, if we have a flat tire, some of these guys can't get the car nope. back to, uh, to uh, the pit area to get it changed. It's or just, get it worked on. just that. Uh, and if you see the, we can't tow it in the normal normal fashion. You have to have a special special device to be able to tow these cars. So I mean the the uh, damaged vehicle policy or whatever it is, uh, DV clock or, or whatever they're calling it, it's gone now from five minutes to six, so that they have just a little more time to to work on them. But uh, um, I mean we've the way they've done these cars. This is not a stock car race anymore. This is just something stock car resembling race. Yeah, good point. Yeah, they might have to change the name from NASCAR. To uh, uh, somewhat resembling uh, the cars of the past. I don't know what that acronym works out to be. But, yeah, there's nothing stock about stock cars. So let me ask you uh, this question. Um, are you are you okay with NASCAR trying to get more aggressive with stepping outside the box? Or do you think that they are getting too far outside the box? I think they need to focus on the core business at the at this time, which is is the racing. And uh, um, you know, of course, you always want to bring in new people, uh, but are you bringing in new people at, at the expense of uh, your longtime hardcore fans? Um, I know that uh, perhaps you know we we talked about NASCAR at one time being a southeastern United States series. And yeah. As we have stepped away from some of those tracks that helped NASCAR get to where it is today, and gone to tracks like California, and we're watching races with. Uh, what, 75% of the seats empty in California? Um, I mean, they're actually talking about tearing down the track there in California, making it a half mile to get something that resembles something more like Bristol to see if they can get the interest up. Uh, the P 
people at the uh, the Coliseum, how many of the people at the Coliseum actually bought the ticket and how many of those people were actually given tickets and actually bust over there to be able to go to that race. So here's something. Do you remember a little TV show on um, on Speed TV called Pitbull with uh, a very famous NASCAR writer from the Charlotte Observer who every time I see his phone number in my phone, I get sad? Yeah. You know who that is? Yes. Um, Go ahead. Name is escaping me right now. Uh, um, wasn't it Tom? Somebody, wasn't it? No, but but that's okay. Uh, he's dearly departed. He used to. He's Kurt. I love doing your show because you just like kind of say it how it is. And he said, you know, if NASCAR just raced every every weekend, one night at Richmond, one night at Bristol, and uh, another one at work, uh, North Wilkes, I'd be okay with that because that's what that's that's racing. And I kind of kind of agree, but I have to say this. They, they, they tore down Old Mile High Stadium, built a new one. Now, that by the company that stole everybody's money, Invesco, now it's uh, called Empower Field. I don't know what that means. And they're talking about tearing that down to build another stadium. So if you use the philosophy in stick and ball sports is maybe we just need some new stadiums, regardless of what they are. And in Bristol is called the last great Coliseum. Well, even Bristol at one time, you, you could not, uh, uh, you couldn't get a ticket. I know. Um, the waiting list. It was like the Broncos season tickets. You had to get on a waiting list, or you know, if somebody died, it stayed in the family. It, it didn't didn't go up for sale. Um, but I'm pretty sure that if you want to go to the race at Bristol now, you just walk up to the ticket window and buy one. Yeah, you might you might be true, Joe. Uh, my offer stands about doing the radio show, but hey, if if I put together some kind of press release about me joining Speedsport, will you put it up on BigWestRacing.com? Of course. Yeah, I love you. Uh, 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 but think about this radio thing. I think you might have a career in it because you're really damn good, Joe. Uh, we always love catching up with you. Uh, whatever you do over the weekend, be safe, have fun. And if it starts to you know, have lightning, do not go out and practice your backswing with a nine iron in the front yard. No, after after what happened with Richard Burton's lightning strike, oh. believe me, I'm a lot more aware of uh, I, I keep an eye on where the lightning strikes are. And uh, there's been a couple of times where I was heading for the – I was leaving the racetrack. Yeah. Fortunately for me, it started to rain because that allowed me to get across the track. So there you go. Well, yeah, the lightning is nothing to be messed with. And uh, again, uh, if there's lightning near air, you need to take cover. Yep. And if you run across a wet racetrack, be sure you look both directions. Make sure your feet are underneath you too, because <laughs> I've been on my butt before. Oh racetrack. God, me too. I never turned your back to the racetrack, Photo Joe Star. But these are all things that you know really, really well. Uh, there he goes, right there, Photo Joe Star, Colorado Motorsports Hall of Fame member, and the boss man over at BigWestRacing.com. Read it; it's really good stuff. And uh, Joey, have a great weekend. Say hi to Marianne. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. As always, uh, there he goes right there. The the incomparable photo Joe star. You heard it probably first time. And Joe and I have been doing radio for 20 years. Uh, we, we got fired up. I love that. Fired up. Joe star is good stuff. <sighs> Last call coming up next says STK. Go to racecentralmedia.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Do it now. Watch Race Central TV anywhere you can hear my voice and easily found at racecentralmedia.com and sign up for the newsletter letter uh i'm going to get to this uh, alex polo story in indycar it is as the world turns it's going to rock your world and we'll get to that after this welcome back to the premier home for motorsports for two decades 
The Blowtorch for Motorsports on Race Central Radio. It fires me up, man. On ESPN Radio AM 1600 with award-winning host, Kurt Hansen. That's right. Can't argue with that. 48 minutes after the hour as we wrap up the second hour of power. It's last call here on the Premier Home. Race Central to Drive every Friday from 3 to 5 here on the Blowtorch. And uh, uh, the easiest way to watch Race Central TV is at racecentralmedia.com. Be sure you sign up for that newsletter because I'm not kidding. We've got a bunch of big announcements that are uh, maybe even bigger than me joining Speed Sport for the Knoxville Nationals. You'll be able to watch me on streaming uh, streaming TV uh, on speedsport.com for the epicenter of uh, sprint car racing, which will be the 66th, if I'm not mistaken, Knox- Knoxville Nationals. And that will be uh, live, as we call it, a speed sport live from the Knoxville Nats, Nats uh, presented by My Race Pass. So good stuff going on right there. I'm excited about that. You heard Ralph Shaheen earlier on the program. He broke the news. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, then off to Crandon, uh, first week of September, and then back, and then off to the Vale uh, Automotive Classic and Concourse. So it's going to be a busy time, a lot of good stuff. Uh, I may have to ask you audition for a radio host. I'll put this, anybody who knows about racing, if you'd like to send me an email, go to racecentralmedia.com and hit the contact yeah, I need to, I need to, because I don't think photo, photo Joe's too busy writing stuff for BigWestRacing.com and taking all kinds of photographs and being a celebrity. So that, that might be a real thing, but uh, do sign up for the newsletter. Uh, that's very important because we have a lot more big announcements, uh, part of which Sid the Kid will be involved with and some other good stuff too. So... <clears throat> Uh, Chase Elliott uh, d- discusses the possibility that Joe Gibbs Racing will appeal the DQ. That's still kind of, I've heard they will, I've heard they won't. I mean, it's, it is what it is. But thanks to Fox Sports, let's hear from Chase right here and right now. Yeah, Chase, with the possibility that JGR could appeal this and the chance that it could get overturned, I guess, on appeal, are you... Is there any part of you that wants to wait before celebrating this win? Um, I mean, look, I don't know that it's really a win that I'm going to celebrate anyway. You know, I, I, you know, for me, I don't really feel right celebrating someone else's misfortune, number one. Uh, and you're right. Number two, like it could change by Thursday or Friday or whenever. So uh, the, the way, the way I take it is, you know, look, I don't know. I don't know the details of, of what went on. I don't know you know, what made them make that decision. Um, you know, like I said, it's not necessarily something I'm, I'm proud of or something I'm going to boast about, um, you know, throughout the course of, of this situation. Uh, I, I thought we were very fortunate to run third, to be real honest with you. I, I, I thought we, uh, kind of we started off okay and then struggled to the midpoint of the event and I thought for us to get back into the top five there was was really a good day and and then to you know squeak by that wreck and and be able to miss that I I thought we were lucky as it was so um you know look it's uh as I alluded to a second ago it, it no race car driver wants to win that way um and whether it gets a overturned or not overturned or whatever I'm not gonna I'm not going to celebrate somebody's misfortune or, or whatever, uh, on, you know, for, for that situation. I just, that, that doesn't seem, doesn't seem right to me. And, and, uh, you know, I crossed the, I crossed the line third, you know, so 
It's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. A win's a win. Uh, it's good for him. So, um, yeah, but why did Denny Hamlin, and that, this is a, a Sid the Kid's impact, impeccable production stuff, so this is a perfect segue. Why did Denny Ham Sandwich and Kyle Bush get disqualified? We'll let Fox Sports tell us right here and right now. Yeah, unfortunately, we... Uh you know, we were uh, we were doing our uh, our post race inspections, uh, which which we do. Um, there was some uh, some issues discovered that uh, that affect uh, affect arrow of the vehicle. Um, the uh, the part was the uh, was the front fascia, and um, there really was uh, no reason why there was some material that was somewhere that it shouldn't have been. Uh, and that does uh, basically come down to a DQ. It is a penalty, uh, both first uh, 11 of Denny Hamlin and 18 of Kyle Busch been DQ'd. Uh, their vehicles are being loaded in a NASCAR hauler. They're going to go back to the R&D Center. Um, the, uh, the final results have been changed to, uh, to, to show that the, the two DQs uh, were there. And... They have the opportunity to appeal it, and it'll be all sorted out by next week. So, uh, like Mike said, there's can't get into all the details of what the issues were, but both vehicles had the same issue, and unfortunately, uh, they were not acceptable to pass the inspection. All right, we'll take uh, one question. Um, and if you have one, please raise your hand. Brad, this has not happened for a long time, maybe two decades. I don't have to look at the history books, but does this relate to something related to the new car? Is this something that is surprising at this point? Because we haven't had a race winner DQ'd in Cup for a very, very long time. Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate. You know, we don't want to be here talking about this. We just saw a great race. Um, you know, last thing we want to do is meet here afterwards and, and talk about uh, talk about this problem. But, you know, the teams and the owners and everybody is well aware that this new car was going to be kept um, with some pretty tight tolerances. And there's some areas that all the teams are well aware uh, that we cannot be going down the path uh, that we had in the past with the other cars. So it is partly to do with the, uh, it is partly to do with the new car. And, uh, you know, the, the rules have tightened up and, you know, everyone has to kind of abide by our new rules, which everybody's well aware of. I mean, are there any additional penalties, like mean, or suspensions, additional points, playoff points in the picture on this? No, not not from what we've uh, not from what we've seen at this point. We we saw enough that the DQ was warranted, uh, and we are bringing the vehicles back for uh, for further evaluation. So we will uh, look much closer at both vehicles. Uh, but as of right now, no, that that uh, we are not. We're uh, hopefully not going to find anything else, but. Um, we are going to we are going to inspect them further when we get back to the R D center. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate. It. Blah 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 blah. Coach speak. Uh, say a lot, but say nothing. It is Race Central, the radio. Thanks to Sid the Kid for doing her great job uh, uh, behind the glasses, we like to put it. And everybody here at Bonneville for letting me do what I do. Thanks to all of you for listening. Watch Race Central TV. Sign up for the newsletter, racecentralmedia.com. And uh, August 11th, the 14th, uh, watch me streaming uh, from the Knoxville Nationals, the epicenter of sprint car racing, the 11th to the 14th at speedsport.com. Thanks to uh, Photo Joe Star for joining us. Also, Ralph Shaheen and Rafa Matos, always the uh, great guests on the program. 
Again, the 11th to the 14th, the Knoxville Nationals, I will be hosting it at speedsport.com, then off to Crandon in the first week of September. To all of you out there, thanks for tuning in. Watch Race Central TV. You can find us easily at racecentralmedia.com. Sign up for the newsletter, and we'll see you next week.